Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host Dan. Unfortunately Terry's been unresponsive to calls, texts, lewd photos tonight, so I'll be pressing along. Uh, mate, Terry, miss you lots. Cannot wait to do one of these in person, but uh, I cannot blame you one second for not wanting to relive the utter trash that we had to endure on the weekend. Uh, look, after going through each and every Twitter contact I had, Facebook friend, and also some other more assorted apps. Uh, big big Benny, Rugby League Outlaw's own Benny was the only one that answered my call. So um, Benny's going to co-host tonight, mate. Just before we throw to Benny, those of you that don't watch Rugby League Outlaws, uh, first of all, shame on you. And second of all, you're not going to get this joke at all. But believe me when I say it's really, really funny. So we'll just park Benny for about 36 minutes and we'll press on. Look, I've got a list of stuff that I have to go through, but last time I did this was rather depressing, so I'm going to speak with an upbeat tone and hopefully convince myself that everything is going to be okay. Oh, now where to start? It's like, honestly, the list of things I have to go through is like throwing thumbtacks on the floor and picking which one would be most fun to dive into first. So we'll just jump into uh, the weekend. Warriors 18, Sharks 16. All but ending our legitimate title hopes. Title hopes were gone about 20 weeks ago. Top eight hopes. We still make it. The sky is still blue. The sun is still shining. But we're going to have to beat the the Knights on the weekend. And, you know, the the pessimist in me says that's probably not going to happen. But, again, we'll park those talks more. We'll discuss that later. Going back to the weekend, 18-16. We said pre-game to win this, we have to keep two men quiet. The only two men in the Warriors, with all due respect to the rest of the side, that would make the Sharks the outfit. That's their um, all-star good guy front line of Adam Fenua Blake and Matthew Lodge. Well, safe to say we didn't keep them quiet. They absolutely, this is going to sound terrible, but bashed the shit out of us up the middle. <sighs> two players I utterly loathe on and off the field, and you won't hear me say a good word about them. I don't care how good their football building is. Fuck them both sideways with a rusty fishing knife. Those two men, though, went up against Aaron Woods, Toby Rudolph, Aidan Tolman, Jack Williams, and had their literal way with our boys. Unfortunately, our middle is, uh, I think the technical scientific term is weak as piss. And I won't spend too much time bagging these guys because it's all been said before. But look, the key to... Success to victory was shut these guys down and make sure that their reserve grade halves didn't have any space and that their back line and back rowers that wouldn't make Newtown's second outfit don't beat us. Well, needless to say, that happened. Again, 18 offloads we conceded. Every single week, it's pretty obvious. Cronulla cannot contain the offload. Now, look, Matt Lodge and Fenua Blake, piece of shit people, good footballers, it's about as much as I'm going to say, both have an offload. We had all week to prepare for this, and we did not. I'm not going to say Josh Hannay is the worst coach of all time because of... Um, actually, fuck it. I'm going to say Josh Hannay is the worst coach of all time. I've got him highlighted and underlined down here, so I'm going to move on. But anyone that didn't see that coming is just... 38 missed tackles, not as bad as last week. I can't believe I'm saying that when you missed 38. But we look, we broke 38 tackles, so so that's a push. That's, that's pretty good, pretty you know, yay for us. 32 in a 
effective tackles to nine, though. Look, I actually thought this was a typo, and NRL.com had made an error, so I went to Fox Sports, and they had 33. It's not unusual for them to be one or two off. 32 felt like 132, in all honesty. The amount of time we clutched at air, the amount of times that we watched people run by us. Aaron Woods, you know, our superstar captain, leading by example, superstar front rower, super intimidating he missed the tackle, a guy ran straight past him, the referee said, hey mate, you're offside, don't make the tackle, and Woodsy said, yep, no worries, and they ran down and scored. Whereas any other player with half a fucking brain in their head would have made the tackle and cop six again, because we can see 30 of them a game anyways, what's 31 going to do? And they scored a literal try from us, which is the whole idea of defending is to not let them score tries. I think it's pretty bad that our captain and leader and setter of examples doesn't know this. Oh, it's all right. Moving on. Our halves, Connor Tracy, not a half. We knew this. We've been saying for weeks that, you know, it looks like he's going to be a bit part player for the rest of the season until Fitzgibbon gets into him, turns him into a centre. Not 100% sold, he's a centre, but I'm 100% sold, he's not a halfback, or a 5'8", for that matter. Uh, during the, the game, there were multiple opportunities for him to spread it, and he ran it, which is great for a centre when you've only got the winger on the outside, but when you create a three-on-two, as Will Kennedy did once or twice, and Trindle once from memory, and Tracy darted inside and got tackled by several defenders, they reset their line and we had nothing. Um, one big play further down, and there's an incident I'll talk about in a minute that I want to avoid because I've got neighbours and I'm going to get evicted tonight if I go off like I believe I might. Tracy had the ball 7, 8, 10, 12, 15 metres out. We'll, we'll say 12, what the hey. And kicked to absolutely nobody on the second tackle when we had a one-man overlap due to a sin bin. Not halfback material, not first-grade material, and I'm absolutely shocked that he's been named this week at all let alone in the halves. Again, we'll talk more about that later. What really annoyed me, though, was Tr Tricky Trindle, who I flip-flop on. I'm fully happy to admit that. One week, I think he's the future. The next week, he's, he's not up to Newtown standard, to be honest. You're going to get that with a young halfback. And look, he had, he, had a, he had a shocker, let's be honest, on the weekend. It's probably the worst half on the field when we're playing Sean O'Sullivan and Connor Tracy was really bad. That's saying something, but, you know... Excuse us. You're gonna you're gonna get that. Yeah, so you know whatever. I'll I'll take it off. If only we had a young, keen, quick, excitable halfback on the. Oh wait, we did. Luke Metcalf. Three minutes, token minutes, at the end of the game. He came on. He looked fast, and he almost made a half break with his one touch of the ball. If only you come on 20 minutes earlier at the expense of either half, or you could argue both and move anybody into the halves because what both of our young halves offered this week was zero. So, of course, they've been named un unchanged halves pairing heading into the next game. Again, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Andrew Fafita, you know, superstar of the game, one of the most likable blokes you'll ever meet. A few incidences, but fuck it, which good footballer doesn't? Pre-game on Instagram, eating a meat pie. You know, hardly jail-worthy. But when, I think it was Ronaldo, or, it doesn't really matter, made a joke saying, oh, you know, you know why are you eating a pie before the game? He said, eat the meat pie, score the try. I scored the most famous try in Sharks history. Very, very true. Cannot argue with that. And after all, try and meat pie 
rhyme, so it must be true. Everyone knows that is the law. But not what you want to see from an overweight prop who's on 850k a year and playing 14 below par, I think it's fair to say, minutes. Now, I am, am loath to bag Mr. Fafita, who is one of my personal favourites. I'll, you know, we pay him a million dollars to have a Sarah Cat for the rest of his, his life, in all honesty, and he'll still, we'll still owe him for that try that he scored. That was the single greatest moment of my life, and I've been married and had two children. I am fully happy to admit that. But in terms of now, you know, Andrew, when I, when I was 19, there was a blonde girl that I was dating who was, let's say, very attractive. You know, you can't live on those back, you know, those, those, those past glories. You should have seen what I married. you got to live now, mate. Andrew Fafita's not up first grade standard. He's not taking this seriously. And if he's the best and we can trundle out, then we don't deserve to make the eight. Again, I don't want to bag for feeder. Lovely guy. Met him multiple times. All I hear about him is good, except Buzz Rothfield, but who gives a fuck what that silly old prick has to say? But in terms of footballing ability, he's passed it. If he's taken 850k next year, it's a highway robbery. Don't eat meat pies before the game. Lucas Brown got knocked out after eating sausage roll by Paul Gallon. The shark thing there, the pastries. I'm sure there's a joke for someone clever. Benny got a joke? Nah, nothing. Very, 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 very frustrating. Now I've got Will Kennedy underlined here with a smiley face. To say he was our best player on the field on the weekend was a dramatic understatement. He was fantastic. He was the best. I would say he was the best fullback on the park. And that's saying something because Reese Walsh had a pretty handy game. I gave him three points uh, in my man of the match, uh, the 5-4-3-2-1 on zero tackle. Make sure you check that out, especially that Dan Nichols. He, he can write every now and then. Kennedy was fantastic. No one else went with him. I honestly, I could think of seven Warriors players that were better than our second best player, and I couldn't even tell you who our second best player was. You know, Ramin was okay, but to say he's he's looking a little bit underdone, which considering he's played almost every game last month is pretty bad. You know, Metcalf was good in his three minutes, didn't make any errors, so that's a tick. You know, a couple of forwards made a few tackles. Hamlin Newelli looked okay. Thought Royce Hunt's... You know, effort to dart down and um, congrats, Roycey, by the way. I was going to make a joke, but it seems, seems um, you know, bad taste. Speaking of bad taste, so Will, Will Chambers. Look, oh, I want to say first up, I like Will Chambers. I thought the signing of Will Chambers was very, very smart business. You know, you're paying a guy who has literal origin, grand final, in Australian experience. Pretty good player, you know, he's, he's seen better days, but whatever. You plug him in, you put him inside Ronaldo, and, you know, you you get a, you know, a decent player. You get a funny player who definitely keeps you in the uh, the headlines. You know, the what he said on the weekend has since come out. I won't repeat that. But it wasn't, you know, something that I disagree with. Neither was what he said to Dylan Walker. Now, Will Chambers has always been known for a big mouth, and there were... There were reports and rumours again, allegedly, I don't I don't know whether it's true, don't particularly care, but for the purpose of this, I'll run with it anyways, that Storm players didn't particularly like what he was saying, Craig Bellamy didn't like it, but they put up with it. Sharks fans, pretty much saying the same, hey, take the good with the bad. Will Chambers at his peak could come around my house, take a shit, not flush, leave the seat up and leave, and you clap him on the way out and say, thank you, sir. Will Chambers now running out of the line and missing a tackle on Ewan Aitken one-on-one to allow him to score the match winner. 
Chambers, shut your fucking mouth. Again, Ewan Aitken beat Will Chambers one-on-one and scored the match-winning try. The same bloke that the Dragon said, you're not good enough for us, fuck off. Then the Warriors said, eh, you're not good enough, you're not as good as Peter Hiku, fuck off. Then COVID happened, 36 injuries happened, RTS went home, you know, Chad Townsend got injured. They have to go back to Ewan Aiken. Out of position. Second row, Ewan Aiken. Slowest centre in the world. Defensive centre, which, you know, when they say that means can't play football but can tackle every now and then. Runs up, throws Will Chambers aside like he was nothing. Runs and scores the match-winning try. And Will Chambers, you know, <laughs> very funny, got Kane Evans. You know, Sinbin for saying some funny, probably, you know, not so nice shit. Very, very funny. It would have been great if he'd made that tackle and we'd won the game. It's very, very difficult to talk rubbish when you're down. Makes it hard for us fans to talk rubbish when we're losing every week. Now, thank God we can dunk on the Tigers and the Dragons of this world. But if a Newcastle fan says to us this weekend, we're going to beat you, I can't come out and say, (laughs) no, you're not, because they probably are. If we beat them, I'll go back and delete that tweet and then say, yep, never in doubt. Will Chambers is talking because he's losing his footballing mind, and that's all he's got. Don't get me wrong, it's very, very funny. He baited that idiot from the Warriors, got us, you know, 10 minutes, and he scored two tries. If he shut his mouth after that, it would have been absolutely fine. But he kept going, he lost focus, he ran out and missed a tackle on Ewan Aiken and conceded the match losing try. He's been dropped this week, which I saw coming, and I'm still celebrated when it happened. Dead set. I just Those that suggest we re-sign him, get lost. Stop listening. I don't want you. Delete my Twitter. Fuck off. He's not shark material. Fitzgibbon's pretty much said as much, but said that he won't re-sign him because of his talking. He'll re-sign him because he's really shit at football, which, again, how Fitz is the way forward. 60 minutes. We played against 12 men. 12 men of the Warriors. This wasn't like the Storm who were missing a winger. This was a Warriors outfit that's conceded a literal billion points this week. And we, we could only score 16. Again, 60 minutes against 12 men. Pretty embarrassing. But the most embarrassing thing of all. I need a sip of water. Benny, take over. We didn't take the two. Seven minutes ago. 18-16, get a penalty, pretty much right in front. You know, it was, it was a difficult-ish kick in the, you know, it wasn't a gimme considering Trindle had missed a, a similar kick earlier. Um, but, you know, if he'd missed it, he probably would have kicked it there, but he would have got the ball back anyways. Aaron Woods says two points. Now, look, as much as Woodsy's form's been a little bit uh, a little bit down lately, he's still a guy who's played 200 and some odd games, played for Australia, he's played for New South Wales. Fair to say he's a little on the experience side. Common sense says, takes two. You know, we've got a man over. We'll, we'll kick the two. We'll take. We'll get points. We'll make it all square. We'll ruck it up. We'll kick a field goal because they're going to be struggling in defense. Throw it left, throw it right, tire them out, field goal, game over, Bojang. Seems simple, right? Not to Josh Hannay, who sends a message out to overrule Aaron Woods and Trindle, who was looking for the ball, and tell Braley to kick it, tab it, and go. Now, what I'm sure he didn't say was pass it to Tracy on the second or third tackle. 
uh, create a four-on-three underlap and then kick the ball really badly and concede possession, then never really get it back again till the final play. But in hindsight, Josh Hannay should have left it to his captain, as I really suspect the the competent coach, I was going to say better, but the competent coaches, the qualified coaches, those who don't have a career death wish would have done. Take the two. Look, we may have lost. You know, he might have sprayed the kick. They ran up the score. Whatever. you got to give your best yourself your best chance to win games. And the best chance there was to take the, the pretty much gift to and then see what happens. Now, look, we would have had egg in our face if uh, Connor hadn't done that. But considering we scored the majority of our points against 12 men, you know, maybe that was our best opportunity to score again. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe the Warriors would have scored two tries in the last seven minutes. All hypotheticals now because we didn't take the gift two points. <sighs> Josh Hannay. I think we found our new Chad Townsend, ladies and gentlemen. When Chaddy left, I danced. Oh, how I danced. I'm still dancing now instinctively, you know. If he played on the weekend, we would have won by 30 just quietly. Played for the Warriors, that is. But um, I think I might dislike Josh Hane almost as much. Of course, you don't have the longevity. Chad had many, many years of just ripping my heart out and treading on it and filming it for his OnlyFans and his stupid vlogs. and Yeah, fuck Chad Townsend. But anyways, Josh Hane right there with him. Not only is he said, no, nah, no, I told him not to take the two, you know, common sense, blah, 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 blah. I'm the great Josh Hanna. I played for the Kaimi Gorillas. Yay for me. You know, one from 30 fucking six wins at the Cowboys and the Sharks. Anyway, so the great Josh Hanna, um says don't take the two. And then, oh, God, this side, this side. I woke up Tuesday with a headache. Had nothing to do with getting kicked in the back by my daughter who insists on sleeping in the bed with me. I might have actually. Had a water, hydrated, had a Panadol, sat and looked outside, and the clouds came over. And I thought, uh-oh, that's ominous. Josh Hannay's going to do something dumb today. And I thought, no, no, don't be silly. He's going to drop Chambers. He's going to move Connor Tracy back to the centres. He's going to lame Luke Metcalf at 5'8". Metcalf's going to run Newcastle's big pack sideways. And, you know, we'll probably lose 18-6. But whatever, it'll be fun. You know, give us a chance. But no, Hannay says, you know what, fuck that Dan Nichols guy, that guy, and uh, fuck the fans too, because the side he gets named convinced me that he has no expectations or want in the future to be a first grade coach. There's just some people that don't have that next step in them that are, you know, happy to, to be, which, you know, Fair go. I'm not. I'm not having to go. I'm not overly ambitious. So I. I don't want to manage my company. Couldn't think of anything worse. Quite happy where I am. If I got offered a promotion, yeah, give me the money. That'd be nice. But otherwise, that. No, thank you. I like watching wrestling during work hours. If my boss is listening, that's a, a joke, of course. Ah, satire. But um, back to George Hane, who says, um, "Fuck you guys, and fuck any chance of us winning a must-win game against Newcastle if we want to play finals football." This side can do it. They can beat Newcastle. They can't beat anyone better than Newcastle, but they can beat Newcastle. But it's not our best opportunity to beat Newcastle. Sif Talakai, who, you know, I won't say I've gone off because I really like the bloke and I do like the way he absolutely bodies guys left, right and centre throughout the game. Really, really funny. Again, can hit, can't tackle. 
So let's put him in the centres, where he was absolutely torched, iced, shambozzled, whacked by Tommy Turbo. Now, look, in all honesty, they don't have a Tommy Turbo. They got a pretty decent 5'8", who seems to have made a career out of pulling our pants down and smacking our ass around in Kalen, the strawberry milkshake monster himself, Ponga. God, I hate that guy in his stupid hair gear, but God, he can play football. He'll tear Talakai apart. Not the first half. Talakai is really fit. He'll put a few shots on. If he marks up against Brabham Best, which I don't think he will, but I kind of hope he does because I want to see those two clash. And it'll be like the irresistible force meets the immovable object. I'd be fun. But he'll tire because he's not a centre. He's not an 80-minute player. Talakai is a big human. He's an intimidating human, and he's a weapon in the middle. So let's put him out wide. Let's take away his runs early. Hopefully early in the set he makes some. That's not the way we do things. We'll be Ronaldo and Katawa. So let's name him in the centers. Let's put a target on him. Let's put Jack Williams out wide, where he's proven he can't play because he's got no lateral movement. Jack Williams, who's arguably been our second or third best middle forward all year. So let's take away two pluses and make them negatives. It's not good coaching, but, you know, the great Josh Hannah, Gormy Gorilla Legend, Immortal, blah, 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 blah. You know, just to go off on a bit of a tangent, someone actually said to me, I DM them to make sure that they were here, not taking the piss, which I could have really respected if they were, and I'd encourage it, in fact who said, you guys should have kept John Morris. You would have been in the eight. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but we wouldn't have signed our two best life-changing players for next year, but that's beside the point. I said, what makes you think we'd be in a better position if we had Josh Morris? And he said, well, Josh Hannay wouldn't be a coach. Fucking got me. Oh, he got me. Look, I'd rather be in the position I am moving forward than go back to the Morris argument, of course. But uh, Josh Hannay, not much good. Not much good. Watch watch Sharks come out and put 100 on, on Newcastle this week just to make me angry and really, really happy at the same time. But I'll take that. Look, in, uh, in other, you know, interesting news, he's named Toby at lock. Now, look, biggest Toby Rudolph fan in the world. I'll fight you, Terry, for it. Toby's arguably... The best bench prop last year, you know, maybe second only to Royce Hunt. In terms of starting, I think he tires too early and he becomes a target. He's missed a heap of tackles. You know, he's only in his second full season, so you can't... It's like it's like a 19-year-old kid. You can't really... Big 19-year-old, handsome 19-year-old, mind, mind you. Hilarious, too. God, I love Toby Rudolph. But a second-year, you know, player in the middle who's taken too much... Too many minutes, you know? Seemed the obvious was to move, well, leave Toby in the middle, like in the middle middle at 8 or 10 in the prop position and move Williams, you know, in 13 or move Talakai there, whatever you want to do. You know, Teague Wilton's not there, which is an obvious easy fix, unfortunately. So, you know, Williams at five out wide makes me a little bit nervous, but whatever, Williams has been good. I'm, I'm not going to begrudge that, that decision. But, you know, Toby needs to be prop. Talakai needs to be in the second row of the bench, and Williams needs to be in the middle, not out wide. There's three. But for me. Oh, oh dear, oh dear, that bench. We know Luke Metcalf's going to get two and a half, three minutes tops, probably when the game is Gornski's, because I am convinced Josh Hannay thinks 
He can only use that as an emergency player in the last five minutes. I don't think he's used advanced rotation well all season. I think we've won in spite of him, despite him, whatever the fuck that term is. But uh, eh. but this is the this is the bench, and oh, this this hurts. Hayden Tolman, Andrew Fafita, and Billy McAuliffe. Billy McGillis, the bloke who has been ruled as not being good enough to take that fourth spot and get 10, 15 minutes to give the, the run on players a rest all year. Suddenly, the guy we go to with the season on the line. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not as quick to bag Mr. Magoo as others have been. I think he's been far from our worst player. You know, I, I don't think he's realized the potential that we had expected him to reach but you know maybe that's on us to expect him too much you know I don't think he'll be at the club next year but if Fitzgibbon gets a hold of him I don't, I don't know that, that would be a bad thing if he if he does stay so Magulis I know you're listening get out of my DMs mate and uh, you know go, go ahead and have a good game Pro- prove me wrong fuck it fuck my shit up go Magoo for Feeder and Tolman though you said to an opposition bench oh god you know Aaron Woods is coming at us. They go, oh, no, not Aaron Woods. And then they go, no, but wait, wait. Gets worse. Here comes Aiden Tolman. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. But no, wait. Wait. Just just wait a minute. Here comes Andrew Fafita. You know, flakes of meat pie dropping off his untamed beard. You know, him holding a big sign that said, 2016, motherfuckers. Or, you know... Got a big bottle of moisturiser if those rumours would be believed. Now, if I was a young referee, I'd be scared. But these are first-grade footballers we're talking about here. And you're wheeling out, you know, and I won't say out of shape, Andrew, for FedEx. I still think you'd get me on the beep test. But, you know, a non, non-intimidating non Andrew for feeder. Oh, no, says the opposition. Oh, no. You know, McGullius and Tolman and Fafita, we might as well just forfeit now. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Meanwhile, opposing them, Daniel Saifidi, who is. Love that guy. Fully going to admit it now. It pains me to admit that I love a Newcastle player, but Daniel Saifidi, get in my side now. Jacob Saifidi, the lesser Saifidi, who would still be the best prop on the field if his brother wasn't born, which... David Clemmer is going to come off the bench... And he's going to say, who am I going to look at? Who am I going to fucking oppose? You know, I've got a stick up me where I've been dropped and Newcastle's supposedly shopping me around and I'm going to say a big fuck you. Who am I going to go? Oh, no, it's Aiden Tolman with his fourth tackle hit-ups of several metres sideways. And the crab, Andrew Fafita, who, you know... If he attacked the ball like he did a all-you-can-eat buffet, then maybe there'd be a bit of trouble. But nope, David Clemmer is not going to have too many sleepless nights this week. You know, but baby Billy McGullis, Mr. Chip Kick God himself. I have a photo of him on the wall in the Rugby League Outlaws, which you should all definitely watch and like and leave a comment about how funny I am and how Terry brings it down. On the wall in that. But I don't think he's going to intimidate anybody. I rang my grandmother early and said, 
You know, Billy Magulius is at the door. He wants to rob you. My dad says, I can take him. Didn't happen for anyone playing at home, in case any lawyers are listening. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm not overly excited about this weekend's game. I think we'll beat Newcastle because Newcastle are fucking atrocious. Now, look, if I'm being serious, Callum Ponga is a superstar against us, not against decent teams. So I think... You know, I think the 280 where we're getting isn't... I'd feel better betting on it if it was about $108, rather. Look, I don't think we can beat Newcastle this weekend, in all honesty. It's going to take something very, very special. You know, hopefully Will Kennedy has a, another good game, but you just can't... You know, you can't keep saying, hey, Will, win us the game on your own back, mate. We're not going to give you any help, but, you know, you can do it. Freak, but he ain't that good. Look, I'm going to tip Newcastle win, mainly because every time I tip us, we lose... So Newcastle by 100, get money on the Sharks. Uh, look, in signing news, in, in some positive news, the Sharks have signed a player for the rest of the... Uh, the rest of the hold on, I'm just going to make a note. Very good. What was that about? No, shut up, mate. We made a signing. Kai O'Donnell has pledged his future for the rest of 2021 to the Sharks. Those that don't know Kai O'Donnell, welcome to the club. Played a couple of games. I think he was a Titan for a little while. Played for, you know, Raiders. And they released him. And I think he played for Mackay. Or, or somewhere in Queensland Cup. And played one game before they called the competition off. Uh, he's up there. He's, he's match fit-ish. Uh, he's cheap and he's available. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking for in a woman. Uh, so that's what um, the Cronulla said. We'll take you. Can't be any worse than the fucking crap we got going at the moment. But, um... Look, I don't expect Kyle O'Donnell to see game time this year. For the life of me, I can't. I don't even know if we took Daniel Vasquez into the bubble. If we didn't, fuck you to anyone who made that decision because that guy was really good last year. It's been Newtown's best prop for three or four years now. Uh, I don't know why we're naming him in the extended squad. Seems an absolute waste of time, effort, money. Whereas you put a Vasquez in, he's going to give you way more than the names of Tom and Fafita Magulius. He's definitely going to give you more than Kyle O'Donnell, who hasn't played in several weeks. Just, um, yay, welcome, Kyle. I hope you have a great end of the year. He's got an opportunity. You know, if he trains really well and the boys say to Fitzgibbon, you know, he's he's offered something, he might pick up a, a you know, what was a minimum, minimum, I think they call it, deal, and he can train and whatever and... See how he goes, and we can make a decision next year. You know, it's certainly not going to hurt. Sorry, Kat, Kyle O'Donnell signs on. Even one of the second-tier contracts. I don't know how it fucking works after he's the brains of the operation. But, uh, look, that's, um, he's not going to win too many games, put it that way. I, I don't expect him to see any time on the on the field. I hope he does, just because whatever. He's got to be better than Tolman for Fafita Magulis. But, um, yeah, one, one name that um, also appears on the extended reserves, Lua Lua. Yeah, I probably butchered that, but sorry. This kid's supposed to be a freak. Terry loves him. Terry's got a photo of him on the wall, kisses it every night before he gets into bed. You know, I, I trust, trust, his, um, trust his judgment, to be honest. He's only steered me wrong several times before, which is pretty good. I'd be throwing him on the wing and saying, Ronaldo, play center. You're not a winger, you're a center. It's about time we fucking realize that. Or I'd put him on the wing and say, Siani, have a rest, bros. You know, your hair's really good and you can do flips, but, you know, let's look elsewhere. You know, rest up. See you next week. Whatever. Play the Tigers, whatever. It's probably a great choice. We've got to get these kids in the first grade. Like, oh, I've been screaming for it for many, many months. But if you've, 
Sifatalakai at centre. Will Chambers at centre. You know, Connor Tracy at centre. Want to pick an actual fucking centre in Ronaldo or Lua Lua? Put, him, put one of them on the wing, put one of them in the centres, and just see how they fucking go. Couldn't be any worse than the crap we dished up lately. Again, season's done. Like, I don't think anyone woke up this year and thought, hey, we're going to win the title. You know, I, I don't think we're going to win the title next year, but, you know, Lua Lua playing four or four games, or even three if he doesn't play this week, which I, I doubt very, very much he will. Puts us in better stead than, oh, Super Talakai got fucking pantsed out wide by Turbo and Ponga. Fucking Josh Halle, what are you doing, you idiot? Anyways, one player whose name we didn't see at all this week is Matt Moyle. I'd usually have Matt Moyle in here, but I just, I just don't have it in me. The guy withdrew late against Brisbane, I think, completely fucked us. Two-week injury, Cronulla said. He'll miss two weeks. You know, you give an extra because Moylan's had a, about 900,000 of these prior injuries. So he had an extra week. Three weeks. I give, give double it. Four weeks, whatever. Six, seven, eight. It's been. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's eight. We'll say six just to be safe. This guy isn't even named in the extended squad. This guy has been on Instagram playing basketball, moving pretty fluidly, I have to say. Someone sent me the clip yesterday when I blew up that he wasn't included. I don't know, maybe it's a medical thing. Maybe they said, you know what, fuck it, this season's done. We need him 100% fit so he can play four games next year. Whatever the thing is, Cronulla need to come out and say, this is what's happening. Because them coming out and saying, this is a two-week injury, screams of fucking horseshit to me. The guy was never going to miss two weeks. It was always going to be longer. He knew that. We knew that. Sharks knew that. And they lied to us. You assholes. You know, our best better making eight of the eight is Matt Moyle playing. He makes everyone around him better. He's not Connor Tracy in the halves, which is great. I think Moyle's done for the season. The fact that he hasn't even been token named in the extended squad says he's nowhere close. Wrap him in cotton wool, send him home, you know, fucking whatever. A player we've been linked back to, young Flange. Flanagan Jr. Like Kyle, I think his name is. Oh, I don't fucking know. No, I do. I'm actually I'm actually a big fan of the kid. And I wrote pre-season that he would completely turn the Bulldogs around and he spent the next several months completely fucking me in the face for that. That comment. Thanks, Kyle. There's rumours, and they're only rumours, that we're looking at bringing him back for the next few weeks to try and uh, get some game time under him and sort of check where he's at for next season. Uh, Craig Fitzgibbon earlier in the year when he was asked about Flanagan said, I haven't considered it, I haven't given it any thought. Uh, That was about a week after he'd been appointed and did that amazing press conference that got me hard for many, several hours. I'd almost be tempted to look at him. Almost, almost. And now I have incredible memories of young Flanagan and Metcalf tearing up in the Toyota Cup or the Holden Cup, whatever, the Car Cup a couple of years ago. He was a cheat code. Now I think Metcalf was the better of the two. He, he chose to go to Miami, which was really, really dumb, but he came back. So, you know, all this forgiven. Could Flanagan come back? I would be an easy. I would say... You've obviously got plenty of talent. Now, I don't think Peter Sterling, Andrew Johns, any of them, Cooper Cronk, could transform that Bulldogs team into a competent 
football side. I think if Flanagan plays halfback in next year's side, I think he'll have a really good year. I don't think he was that bad last year for the Roosters. I think he was made a scapegoat because they overpaid him based on um, promise. And I think that they needed him off the books so they could get Sam Walker up on lesser. I think that's proven to be a pretty good decision in all honesty. But, you know, but if they'd had both now, it would have done, put him in good stead. <coughs> Excuse us. But I'd be, I'd honestly be looking at Flange based on the fact that Trindle, I don't know if he has the temperament for this long term. Connor Tracy, I know, doesn't have the temperament to play half. I think he'll be a very good utility player, and I don't think I've gone too much from that line. Moylan can't play. He signed a one-year extension. I think the club hush-hushed his injuries so they didn't get caught out for being fucking idiots for giving him that extension. That's not my opinion, but my belief is that that's what that was about. So, you know, Flanagan comes back. The only problem is he's supposedly on about six to 800k. Now, I think he's worth about a quarter of that. I go to the Bulldogs and say, give it 250. You release him, you pay the rest, and then we'll pick up the, the slack in the third year. Or the second year of his contract, third year of what would be his Bulldogs contract. If he's no good, we'll flick him to England. But if he's good, we got a halfback for 250k, you know, which I dare say is about what Trindle's on, maybe a little bit more, but you know, definitely comparable. Certainly won't hurt. We've got millions to spare. Take a pun on the kid, who knows? <coughs> Just gonna have a sip of water, Benny, take over. Now the reason I say this is because I believe he's the sort of player that would partner Nico Hines really well. Don't think he's a superstar halfback in any form, but makes his tackles. You know, misses the odd one, but which halfback doesn't? Kicks pretty damn well. It's got a long boot, which I don't think we have, even with Hines there. Short kicking goes supposedly very good, but, you know, Flanagan was entrusted with all the playmaking at the Docks. Now we'll have, next year we'll have Will Kennedy, who has shown that he can ball play. We'll have Nico Hines, who's one of the best ball players in the competition. You put Flano in there to kick and direct and stay the fuck out of the way, and I think we're in business. I don't think he's the best option. I, I've star, I've really come around on Ash Taylor. I know Paul was talking about it earlier, and I didn't want to jump in and steal his thunder, but I'm actually, Ash Taylor's asking price going down every week based on the fact that no one's going out and jumping at him. But his abilities are still there. And he's having a, you know, I wouldn't say career best year because his first year, one rookie of the year, he was fucking fantastic. Sold us all a huge dummy, really. But I certainly wouldn't be offering him a big contract. I'd be offering him a two-year deal, around the 250K mark again, because you can write that off. That's the sort of money where you can you can park him in reserve grade and call him up for three or four games where required. And you, don't, you haven't really done yourself a disservice. If you go out and, and get a, a big name half, you know, for seven, eight hundred and they don't work out, well, then you look pretty fucking stupid. But I think we're in the position where I certainly wouldn't be signing both, but I would be looking to sign one. Now, there's a couple of other halves that are New South Wales Cup that are off contract. None of them jump out at me. I don't think we're going to get that halfback that I expected to come off contract. It does look like Mitchell Pearce is going to come up. I have a feeling the club was holding out for Pierce and a one or two year deal, but I really think Newcastle have done done that. Connor Watson can't play halfback, so I wouldn't even consider him. You know, we we've got we've got a Connor who's good looking and can't really play any position, but but really good at multiple. 
you know, so, you know, flannel or tailor. I'll put, I'll put a poll up to see if I'm being stupid, but it's got that desperate that I'm looking at one for a one- to two-year deal. I think a one-year deal will get Taylor done, not Flanagan, because he's got a Bulldogs deal that he won't leave for way less money and way less terms unless he really wants to back himself, and I, I just don't think he's that kind of character in all honesty. But I'll be getting Ash Taylor for a year because... There's a fucking plethora of superstars off contract next year. You know, Joey Manu could play six. I'd be bidding on him. I'd go in and say, we got a million dollars to play six for us. And then the Warriors who need him are going to say, we'll give you 1.2. Cool. That's 1.2 the Warriors don't have for other halfback options. I'd go in and I'd go to all the forwards in the game. Hey, 600 grand. And then the clubs would fucking shit themselves and sign them for overs. And then go get a halfback for decent market value, you know. Seems simple in theory, but... We'll fuck it up somehow. But anyways, Ash Taylor, Flange, one one of them may be better than what we've got right now. I still don't think Mitch Moses is... Uh, Mitch Moses, well, I definitely don't think Mitch Moses is the answer. I don't think, Mitch, don't think Luke Brooks motherfucker, is the answer either. I think that's all died down. I think the Tigers are sort of stuck with him because Canberra have evidently pulled away. I don't know. But yeah, not him. He's too expensive and he's had several years... Taylor has the skills, Flanner has the potential. Get one, one-year deal, put them in. If they don't work out, whatever, go back to Moreland, go to Metcalf, whatever. Anyways, going to end on some good news, some bright news. We're going back to remind us next year, and thank the great Craig Fitzgibbon for that. Those that have been to Cogra know it's a bona fide shithole in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. I've had a lot of fun on the hill, in all honesty, because um, of the people. You know, the, the, the people are so good that they make even the worst places seem half decent. They had some very good wins there, had some horrible losses there. But overall, people won't travel. Uh, look, I know I know, COVID's probably got a fair bit to do with that and the side not doing real well. But ultimately, we're the Cronulla Sharks. We're not the Cogra Sharks, and thank God for that. Uh, look, Ramondas, spiritual home, had more good moments there than anywhere else in the world. And I can't wait to get back there. The catch is that 12,000 will be the capacity. Don't think that'll be a problem because other than the Dragons game and potentially maybe the Bunnies, don't think we'll be cracking 12,000 too many times in the near future. Um, I take 10K at Ramondas rather than 4K at that Red V shit old. You know, Ramondas sell better beer. They have pies if the feet didn't get into them that are hot and steamy and delicious. Look, the Leafs Club probably be no good for a year or two. Don't care. Come back to my place and drink. Down around the corner. It's an open invite, you know. I think it's a great, great idea. It's the only option, really. We couldn't couldn't extend it. Cogra. I fucking hate that place. But anyways, it's, you know, better than going ANZ, going in the city. I think um, the crowd's come back. I'll be renewing my membership that I've had every year without fail, even that one that Terry still makes jokes about now. Um, I think that's it for me. Thank God you all say. Look, Sunday we're playing at 4 o'clock. Uh, I've sent an invite out on Twitter or a message for anyone who's interested. We can do a bit of a watch-along. I don't know if Terry's in because he's, um, he's got his children, obviously, and a wife. My kids are with their horrible mum, so I'm as free as Ken Bowie. I uh, got a six pack of beer in there. It will not be Cronulla beer because that stuff tastes like a shit. But um, yeah, I'll have some beers. We'll um, we'll have a laugh. There will be a language warning in effect because when I watch the sharks, I do get a little bit uh, into it. Anyone who's seen me at the games, uh, look, I won't be 
won't view my game day self because I'm only going to have a few beers and I won't be playing it up for laughs. But we'll have some fun. Anyone who wants to come in, just drop us a line on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. I think I'm on Instagram, but I don't know. That's for young people. Don't have TikTok. Fucking don't get that at all. But, uh, yeah, come join us on Skype. It's, um, I'll put my username up on after I'm done here and then again on Sunday. Invite anyone, Sharks fan, Newcastle fan, just fan of rugby league in general, whatever. Everyone's invited. Let's have some fun. Let's have some beers. Let's yell at the TV. If there's 30 of us, there's 30. If there's two of us, well, I'm taking my pants off, and that's on you. So, um, oh, usually I'd have Matt Morgan here, but I can't do it. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Fuck Josh Hannay.